Welcome to the episode of Fresh Out the Box. You're listening to Box Out FM, and this is RJ Sabalakshmi. And uh, in today's Fresh Out the Box, we have a very special guest with us for you guys today. Uh, that's none other than Shorudeep Guha, aka Stain. अब आप सुन रहे हैं Box Out FM. हर वक्त हर जगह. So um, here we have with us Shorudeep Guha. Yeah, am I am I saying it correctly? Yeah, actually you are saying it correctly. That's how you pronounce it in Bengali. People oh. usually pronounce my name wrong, so I changed my name completely. Okay, and so okay, so we'll call you Stain. Is that how you prefer? That's that's best. Lovely. I'd I'd get back why we. call why you call yourself stain and everything but before that to know more about stain you know he is a delhi based music producer who specializes in compositions and you know explores a plethora of music productions from deep bass lines to dark soundscape and experimental drum patterns etc somebody who uh, is mostly you know focused in um, dance hall dubstep dub jungle etc and also uh, happens to be the founding member of subzi you know it's an interesting name when i read it like it's s u b sub and z and but when you call it it's like subzi <laughs> So thank you so much for taking out time and welcome Stain. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for inviting. Oh lovely. And uh, how did you come up with this name Stain? It has like some uh, weird stories like 7 uh, 6 years back I was having a really bad time. So I was like uh, I wanted to start a new artist uh, like artist name and artist identity all and like start doing everything all over again so i was like i want to have depth in my work you know mm. and uh, like when my work i put out my work it should be it should stay in your memory mm. you know so i was like it's like it's like a stain on your memory or it's like oh my know. god so you know i was and, trying to crack a la- lame joke with this which is like stain means dag does it mean like cuz dag acche hain should like I tell you, my existence was nowhere around that thing, and then people started cracking that joke. And then there's my friend called Anshay, uh, the Nag who does like merch and all with me. He started branding me like the Dog, like he's the Nag, so he made a alias under his thing called the Dog and started selling T-shirt with me. Oh like, God! So I'm not the only one who thinks like that. <laughs> we sold like so many T-shirts because of this branding, and we were like. And she's like, bro, this works. I'm like, bro, you like, you fuck my seriousness and existence <laughs> of my like music. You know, I was like so serious with my music, and you just came up with this thing. You know, we can call you the dog and all that. Just like, what? You just, but it's like, cool. Sometimes it's stra- yeah. Sometimes it sounds strange, but it ends up really cool, and you don't expect that happening. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, when did you start your music journey? I started my music journey. I was in class eighth or ninth. I was pretty young. and uh, yeah like there was there was no no one making music around me and i was basically editing music on uh, like video making softwares that's the weird part not even audio softwares like okay. a windows movie maker i used to make music so you kind of new 
already that this is what you want to do i had i had no clue this is what um, what i'm going to do because basically i started making music on some uh, music making software like a daw once one of my friends like challenged me and i took, took like i took it on my ego is like you can't do this i'm like i show you i can do this i just yeah. made start making music when like like that i had no intentions of doing it i was just for fun but it worked and uh, it worked for <laughs> thank that you. friend <laughs> sometimes it's these people who really push us hard i mean and you know uh, i want to ask you um, do you procrastinate no i don't actually like i i used to think i procrastinate then i saw my friends i was like i no way procrastinate you know i just like i have my quality time of sitting and thinking and i just do what i want to do okay you know? so i was asking this because recently i saw a video on procrastination and there it said that most of the time of procrastination can also be looked at as a time of creating new things you know you are like for example if you're preparing for an exam but you're procrastinating but at that time you're just you know with your guitar creating something new so many a times it is uh, you know art is created in that space of procrastination so do you i i just wanted to know if if you do that you know if you have a deadline but you're not working for the deadline but you're creating something else just to you know distract yourself or something like that it's it's like that for people who are like see like them people who do music like as sometimes a side business you know mm. who have something mean to do and then they that they do music i've been doing this for 12 like years right now you know mm. and uh, the thing is like when you sit down in your studio for like 12 hours every day also like that's what i used to do i was like a geek nobody wants to be a geek but i was a geek since like i was a kid so i used to sit for 12 hours so after a point like you become like that you know you just sit down and you know what to make mm. you know and uh, like i was calculating with my friends like some 43000 hours i have spent in front of my computer in 12 years oh my god that's a lot you know <laughs> so like i sit down and i know exactly what to do oh that's great i mean i think that sense of clarity not many people have many people are striving to get there which is great but actually the, yeah but the thing is the procrastinating part i agree because many of my artist friends they are sitting there and just like not doing much and basically then they come up with something creative hmm. you know but people need to know like when you procrastinating you should know your limit to like you know hmm. and tell me how uh, like what was your parents response to your decisions in life and how important is you know people around you in your environment uh, their trust to your decisions what what does that mean to you i mean it was it was like it was i won't say it was difficult for me to do music but it wasn't easy for me to do music because mm. my family is like uh, first of all i come from a bengali family like bengalis are like you need to be get educated that's the only thing you can do hmm. you know but luckily my family was like little progressive about that because my family practices art themselves also like they do theater there is a concept called jatra in bengali which is a different like theater concept they used to do my parents actually met doing a theater and they fell in love and got married so art was always part of my life you know so uh, i was forced to do engineering because that's what indian boys do you know <laughs> but fourth year i went for my interviews and i was sitting for my interviews for like two months and then i realized few things that they don't want to take people like me they want to take people who do not ask questions when they are given jobs hmm. you know 
I have like called my mom like I'm coming back. I'm not gonna do this. I you I promised you I'm gonna give you engineering degree. Here is an engineering degree. Now let me be me. Hmm. You know, and uh, I basically came back, started the subsea crew with uh, Saksham, started throwing raves, you know, in Delhi. And uh, by the time my friends were like earning like twenty five thousand, which was hmm. one of the best salaries in engineering at that point of time. Hmm. I was earning thirty six. you know mm. i was earning more than him mm. and basically few months all my friends who got jobs everyone got kicked out because it companies were doing that just to show placements in colleges they give you jobs and then kick you out after few months mm. so yeah my family and me are like everyone around me see we work in like stages like we want to say okay in five four months i need to achieve this so i can tell people like okay this is what i'm going to do mm. and this is the reason I, i can do this because i am progressing you know to a point where you started getting recognized and features into into like into like in magazines and columns which are very important on once you crack that parents won't and families won't say anything yeah you know i mean they need something visibly so that they can have confidence on you so that you know yeah, yeah. the biggest problem many musicians also have like they are like Oh, you know, I'll do this. I'll do this, and we'll make money and all. And this, like, my parents don't support me. It was the same with me, you know. So I started talking to my parents and started having short-term like goals. Like, I'll show them this. I'll show them this, and I kept on doing that to a point they were like, okay, he can do this if he can consistently mm. keep keep on showing us that he's doing it. Mm. So he can do this, and that's very important, you know. That's a great strategy, actually. You know, because you don't unnecessarily instead of uh, you know developing the revenge behavior. and you know that kind of also affects a lot on mental health so i mean it just backfires actually instead of helping so yeah that's that's a great way to progress um and tell us about you were tell, telling us about subzi how did you come up with that subzi subzi crew like i i don't work with subzi crew anymore because our ideology split up after a point because that's we all knew that we all knew that to a point that we are going to do this and to the point where we are comfortable doing this and then mm. we like separated our ways out but subzi crew was very funny because uh, we were like 20 21 year old kids and we were like you know not getting booked for the kind of music we make mm. you know by no, no one wants to because we are kids and we are new nobody wants to try these djs out on the floor so we were like okay we'll throw like legal raves sorry to say that would be used to do that uh and uh, so we were like cool we throw illegal raves and i was just like cool and then i was like let's make a let's just make a crew you're like yeah yeah cool i was sitting in my like i was i'll be very honest i was sitting in my washroom taking a down i was just sitting like what should be the name what should be the name <laughs> like and when i was a kid we i used to make graffitis in school so we used to come with these weird like names twisting and turning names yeah so i was like you know something with sub because it's bass heavy like sub and like like subzi like oh that's nice and i told these boys and the boys were like yeah 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 subzi crew sounds nice and like we went with subzi crew you know yeah so when you're young everything sounds very cool because it comes from a lot of yeah and it's funny because we used to say subzi so everyone is like vegetable so they are like what vegetable are you the name subzi actually helped because people took it as a joke and st- stuck in their head like so also people couldn't take us seriously because of our name so we could we could be very like we were very happy and energetic on the stage because we already had that identity of being like you know being chilled out 
yeah so you know there are there's much expectation but you can still have fun and you know no pressure kind yeah. of yeah nice and how has been your journey in box out how did you begin here bro box out is literally the place where like uh, i was uh, i was made bro I, i tell people i was born in box out sometimes because i remember uh, i went this is all started like dip back when i saw when mo came from came back to india and we met i never knew him and i was a shy guy like i never talked to people mm. and mo was like the person who started talking to me interacting to me i guess he understood that i'm a shy person mm. but he knew i'm a musician and slowly slowly then box out started i had no clue what's going on and uh, then my then manager arjun arjun sodi mm. basically joined box out as uh, one of the like main members who were working at that time and then subzi crew was formed and he joined the subzi crew and he introduced us to mo i went to goa and splash just to chill but uh, arjun was like you you want to work i'm like yeah cool is like we'll refund your tickets and i was like cool like little bit of money comes back i don't mind mm-hmm. you know yeah so uh, i met mo mo was like okay you are on the main stage you know not just like that shy shy person soft person has no fucking clue more to him is like you are handling the main stage with this person you are doing sound and everything i'm like cool i don't know anyone but cool you know and it's the first time experience first experience of me working with mo and mo is like when we do events mo is like intense okay you know and there are very few people who can take that intensity sometimes because you know mm. it's it's that dry mo has to be like the best always so he will do anything to make you the best also like he'll beat you up like mentally so at that time you might be just like ah, i hate this person like two years down the line you'll thank him you got that training from him you know today when i chill sit, sit with mo when we're chilling i just try to have a flashback three years back when mo used to be something else with me like yo what the fuck are you doing i'm like let cool bro i'm doing doing but yeah there i met mo i worked with mo like and then i chilled with him at goa like because i was the only sober guy so i used to <laughs> around here then i came back and i was coming for box out wednesday monday and i got a mail from would you want to work as audio studio and like uh, mm. guy i'm like yeah i was like that's the dream job and that time i told my mom like if i uh, don't take the engineering job i'm going to do music my mom said you have to get a job within like one year Mm. and with this happened exactly in like a month my mm. i got a job with my friends and my mom was like okay that's something like <laughs> i got a job and it was so funny i got a job i was like mom i got a job my mom was like okay how much is he paying i'm this much this much okay when it is starting i'm like tomorrow <laughs> like no quick idea. yeah and mom is like what do you want to do I'm like I'm shifting to my subdivision house tomorrow. My my mom is like okay, and we had no like mental capacity of processing what happened. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm sitting in box or HQ working. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Uh, it was intense. From st- and when you enter box or from like if you see things from far away, right? Like if you see the organi- organization from the front, you'll be like, oh, this is such a sick thing. They are having so much fun and everything. Yeah, But you understand. You understand. It's entertainment business. We need to show some, like, show the good side, where the intense side is at the back, and everyone is working. So I, I came down. I was like, in a week, I realized it's not how it looks. Mm. You know, and I told this 
two more ones, you know, like I thought it would be different when I joined Box Hall, but it yeah. was like something I think I'm also like going to speak to more something around this same area. The the way I joined and the way it's going, something similar, yeah. on similar lines. I was like, bro, it's so different. Most like, what did you think? We're gonna party all day? <laughs> like, bro. yeah. But yeah, on journey, like meeting artists. Then uh, I also remember I, I told Mo once. This is fa- this is my favorite part at Boxer. I was like, Mo, can you teach me how to do like tools, like so I can get artists in India. Hmm. Mo is like no, <laughs> and he's like, I won't teach you. You learn yourself because if I teach you, you won't respect the oh. process. And the next thing you know, in like three months, I got a UK-based MC guide trip to India, PCT tour with that hmm. guy. I was like so happy, and I understood what he said at that moment. You know, yeah, you know, it's like that quote where it said that you can't join dots if you're looking in the future, but. you can only join the dots even if it looks poles apart only when you're looking it in retrospect so yeah that makes a lot of sense and that you already shared that you are from a family where you know art and culture is very much you know in in it so um do you i'm sure you think that art is a smart medium to you know um put across something that couldn't be said otherwise you know you know even in the pandemic we've seen so many music albums and other people coming together and producing something you know a lot of message like chunked into a smaller portion and could be put across in a simpler language for other people to understand so um do you plan or do you think that you're also going to contribute in a way that um, you know you're going you you might have certain things uh, as an artist to express right so what are those things that you want to express through music see it's 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 basically that's the also the concept behind stain you know i was like this also stain because not only i put an impression on others but what i am making is like the impression i get from other people mm. you know so my music every time when people listen to my music they understand like sorrow is going through something and he's trying to express something for example the last release i did was demon child album, like uh, ep you know mm. and uh, it was like a deep dive into my head at that moment because like uh, i was like having like it was 13 years or 12 years of my grandmother's death and uh, i was very close to her and all that like to a point where it felt like you know the entire concept of demon child was like growth of me from what i was to what i am mm. and uh, sometimes you do art you know like you practice art and people think like you are privileged and you know yeah like like artists people who do drugs and all those things all the time like human like well why the fuck like you know why are you a devil's child you know in, in like you know in those american movies they say when you enjoy it too much you like that's that's how we felt because uh people judge you in a way like especially yeah. middle class people who cannot live that life because okay. everyone still wants to live that life on artists where they're chilling they're having fun you know but they don't understand the time you have to spend like like the behind the scene is is absolutely literally behind the sometimes. scene nobody knows it and literally sometimes you have to behave like like a selfish person because you need to take care of yourself yeah sometimes makes you feel like are you even a good person sometimes like but you are it's just you have to take care of yourself first no it's like every time i like this time also the next ep i'm writing right now that's like it's named firewoods hmm. because uh Basically, 
the headspace I've been for like good one month ever since my mom has like you know mm. passed away. And the trauma when I went for cremations still hasn't gone out of my head. So I started like, and since childhood, my parents were like very much. They knew I'm not a kid who's not who's expressive. I'm not expressive at all. So they taught me how to like express myself through art. So when I was a kid, I used to write poems. I used to like uh, draw. I used to like write small small compositions or you know. like something like that you know and uh, like they used to put me in library like library training classes when i was in fourth and fifth so mm. i would just sit next to a library and she used to like sometimes read books to me about these serious topics and wow. that's how i learned how to like you know express myself through creative ways so to a point when i realized when my like mom like passed away last last month i was like how do i express because people are not expressive cannot express like how they are feeling So I was like the best way I can do is start writing music about that, and that's mm. what I did, and mm. it exactly like unburdened my head to a point that I was like normal back again, you know. And people like, are you crazy? Like I'm like I'm not crazy, dude. That's how I'm built, you know. Mm. I think every person has a different way of expressing, and expression is very important because if it gets bottled up, it's it's gonna. backfire really bad so i think yeah as you said like uh, the library part that you just shared i think that's a very effective way and a very creative way to you know um help a child and i'm sure that has also helped you build confidence you know otherwise people would usually not be able to you know um uh, build that about, uh, amount of self respect self worth and esteem and all of that i was like confidence i wouldn't say through that i was actually getting less confidence like when i was doing creative th- things like because people are like you know uh, i have been bullied a lot since childhood mm. because you know when you are like a kid and you are not not doing like things what other boys do you know go out and play or just like you know have fun go to the mall go to the parties i wasn't doing that shit i was sitting down and doing my creative work so i was always spaced out so you know spaced out kids are like always like they don't know how to reply sometimes yeah and uh, in school you are the first target like i used to get bullied a lot I had a lot of confidence issues until like my grandmom passed away 13 years back and i, I was like okay cool now i have to be confident slowly and uh, that's how i became a head boy of my school dude and nobody could understand how the how did that happen and i became the head boy but still i had a lot of confidence issues like because uh, of many things which were happening back in my life but my main confidence actually came when i met mo you know mm. and i had funny like incidents i was going to a place with mo and i was like you know i used, he he used to be in a school which was near to my school so i was like you know uh, and many iraqi like kids used to wander around my school and bully kids Mm. I was like, you know, like your school kids used to bully my school kids. You know, that's like it was so bad and all. I was like, oh, it's like okay. He's just nodding his head. I'm like, what happened? It's like, bro, we were those kids. <laughs> Actually, my uh, yeah, my next question was something around this. You know, so these are moments where I call it like the dumpest dumpity dum dum, where you feel like you're so dumb and you know you're you're on the peak of. self doubt and you're like people are doing so good work and you're such i don't know what state you're in so i just wanted to ask now that you are in a much better uh, you know confident um, space so do you still feel that dumb pity dumb dumb moment i have a lot of those moments still because not to forget i'm still a nerd 
to a limit okay uh, yeah and like my friends are doing like some of our friends get smashed after getting drunk like they're like falling here and there and they do mm. stupid stuff and people who get drunk are used to doing that you know people are not judging them or they don't care yeah you know i'm i'm, I'm not that person so when i do something dumb i'm the person who notices it <laughs> i'm the person over about it and i'm the person like oh shit i'm not going to so show my face for like next one week to anyone yeah you become conscious yeah yeah but then then i had like moments with friends and they were like it's it's perfectly fine bro like what do you do is like like least dumb thing you know mm. compared to what we do like but then when when my entire crew came up, came up like the the new crew i have producers and everything and these guys are like flipping because i am the stable guy i am the i am like the oldest in the crew so i i handle everyone's everyone is like free to do stupid things you okay. know so i lived that like stupidity and like like normal life which uh, i never lived through them so it's just fun but yeah that, i have done a lot of dumb shit i felt i didn't shouldn't have done but there are people like who used to tell me like sorry it's okay to dumb, do dumb shit you know that's how you grow yeah at least you'll have something to laugh about in future <laughs> how can you forget but yeah it's like i have done very very dumb shit like in 11th i remember i was 11th or 12th i was doing this uh prize call is this award call like in uh, international award for young people iyp it was duke of edinburgh's award mm-hmm. you know so i i had this like uh, like a gold medal in that thing for that i had to do like a like a project in some village so i went to ocha you know and all of the other kids were younger than me so they went in a car and went back and me and my friend were like walking for 4 kilometers in like ocha nobody oh, knows us we are between like farm like farm fields like walking by and uh, we we are just i'm telling you we are like me and my friend were like a different grade of weirdos so you are like bro this is too boring for <laughs> yeah you were in different dimension at that point Yeah, we both started like acting like we are drunk, <laughs> you know. And we like behave because it was just entertaining each other. And then a moment came when I turned back, and my friend like Jahanji he turned back, and we saw like hundred villagers like looking at us from the back because we were like acting like idiots. I'm like, okay, this is a higher level of uh, like uh, discomfort, but it's fun. Then we just like ran away from there. These are like things we have actually done, you know. so it's fun it's like you get com- the most stupid things you do you know you get comfortable in your skin because you're like okay like logo ne dekh liya you know ha like, you also not scared of judgments now like at least for that time yeah i think that you know i really want to like talk more and ask so many questions because there are so many uh, you know common interesting points that i find here however because i can't like hold you long and we have the possibility of time and all of that so i'll just end and this is last question that i really want to ask you that um what is hope according to you what does hope mean to you man this is a very intense question if i <laughs> okay see like uh, it depends on how you do perform your art or your how you live your life you know like there are goals there are bigger goals there are small smaller goals so hope is something you have to compare yourself today and tomorrow and yesterday so you compare yourself today i'm like this is what me and my friend arjun used to do he used to ask me ask yourself 
does the 18 year old sorrow want to look at the 25 year old sorrow and ask himself this is what i want to be you know so like for example right now there was a time where i had no hope again you know so i asked myself if i keep on behaving and being sad will my 30 year old version be a good version you know when i be 30 with my 25 year old version would like what i would was what i am at 30 and also for a fact like you know like my family everyone is like having their own legacy of working like my grandfather was a like a freedom fighter my mom was like a female individual in the hotel industry pretty famous you know like and i don't want to be their son you know so i tell myself all those problems you are having right now in your life is it like should it affect what you are going to be in the future you know because your parents invested so much time and effort in you and if it doesn't give you back anything that would be wrong mm. and you would be like like also it wouldn't be good for you so for hope for me is like for sometimes you don't have hope sometimes you to force yourself to have hope yeah and sometimes also like i have like many kids and like who work with me like who i train and all like you know i also see this when i lose hope everyone loses hope hmm and everyone is not strong enough so some some people get intoxicated some people try to just like walk away from their problems so sometimes you don't have an option to choose hope versus something else you have to choose right. yeah Because just like this interview like, <laughs> we we had yeah, we had to force like, hope that we have to do this <laughs> yeah because one day when uh, you would be settled down and uh, like things would be better for you you'll mm. understand why all those moments when you had no hope and you forced yourself to have hope why were they so important you know hope yeah. is the see hope is easy like you you are going to live this life once you know and they say like when you die you in the last hour you start getting flashback of your entire life mm. and i don't want to so have that flashback at Yeah. so i want to be my best all the time and all that thing so ho- hoping when i die i i die smiling and being satisfied that it mm. was worth it you know so yeah. hope is that that i end my life with happiness not being like oh shit i didn't do this so should i didn't yeah. do this you know? such an insightful conversation thank you so much shoro i really you know uh, i really thoroughly enjoyed this um and i really hope that we could do some of some something of this sort once again in a different space or whatever but thank you so much for taking out time and thank you for doing this lovely conversation thank you